thanks for joining us again for another episode. We're going to do things a little bit differently this time. We're actually going to cover a yet-to-be-released new Australian slasher film called The Furies. It actually releases nationally on the 7th of November, but it's also premiering at Monsterfest. Uh, with screenings in Sydney, Canberra, Brisbane, Perth and Adelaide in October, on October the 31st. So we're getting in a bit early. We're not going to spoil anything here. Or we're going to try and avoid spoiling anything as much as we can. Is that correct, Jared? We're yeah, going to avoid... yeah. Given that, given that people won't have the chance to see it for a little while, it's probably best yeah. we just... You know, try to try to avoid spoiling any any of the big. I mean, uh, we we don't usually spoil things. No, of course not. We don't talk about (laughs) things in depth or anything. Spoiler alert is like a reflex. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. just randomly comes out. Shit, spoiler alert. So we are not going to spoil it. So it will be a little more, I guess you'd say, um, uh, broad in the notes that we give. But let's go to the trailer right now for 2019's The Furies. Furies from 2019. It was written and directed by Tony D'Aquino, who had he had directed uh, a show called Two Twisted, and he'd also done a couple of shorts. He'd also um, directed the um, He'll Never Be an Old Man River video by Tism. Yeah, I remember that song. <laughs> Good times. Yeah, yeah, I remember that song very well. It's produced by Andy. Marriott, who did Riptide, and Lisa Shaughnessy, who produced a, a film from a couple of years ago called Killing Ground, which is, I believe is also very well received. It stars Arlie Dodds as Kayla, Linda No as Rose, and Taylor Ferguson as Sheena. Now, just a little bit of a short synopsis. Kayla and her best friend Maddie are abducted and dumped in the woods, along with five other young women. When they're attacked by a horde of masked killers, the fragile bonds formed amongst the group shatter as they fight to survive. Now, the budget was $1.5 million, and it was shot on location at the historic mining village in Baiwong, New South Wales, which is just on the outskirts of where we are, which is Canberra, and the sets were actually built at the CIT in Woden. Mm, there you go. Yeah. All right. General thoughts, Jared. Look, I, obviously, when you get a little indie one like this you're not sure what to expect often but i was very very pleasantly surprised by this one like the the concept behind it is an absolute winner the idea of meshing meshing some things that we've seen before all together just uh had me absolutely 
into it for the, the, the entire runtime, basically. So, yeah, I was really impressed by that. You can tell that the people involved are horror fans. They're definitely ticked all the boxes for genre fans like us mm. so yeah i was i was really pleased and glad we got the chance to check it out the effects the the prosthetic effects and the blood and gore that they've worked in there is extremely impressive um again considering the budget's pretty pretty low mm. yeah that stuff was all all fantastic so visually it was pretty uh, i mean a cu- there was a few times where me and you were out of the seats just going jeez well, you know <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. <laughs> so, yeah, I was a big fan. I probably probably ended up at about a three and a half out of five, but, yeah, I don't know. You, you give me another viewing, I could I could be probably swayed around to a four. I was I was very impressed with it. Yeah, me too. It's inter- It's hard to do something new in slashes mm. these days. I mean, it's been that stuff has been just ridden into the ground. Everybody's done every type of slasher movie you can possibly find, and, you know, we do all these. There's always these... Um, Usually it's bog standard, but then you throw in a few interesting touches, and I think that they they somehow mind another nice little angle. Mm. Yes, it's probably a little bit derivative of some other things, or partially taking from some other things. Yeah, but it didn't take away from it. Like it, I didn't sit there going, oh yeah, well you know I've seen this before. No, you see you, you've seen elements of it before, but you haven't seen them in this context. Yeah. which is a which is why and so it's they such kind a of winner. wrapped it in quite nicely with something fresh. Yeah. So it was a bit of the old and a bit of the new squashed together. Yeah, but done in a really really quality way. Mm. As as you said, a budget of a million five, that's not a lot of cash in today's filmmaking. You know, it's not like the old days where you made something, you whacked out a slasher for two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you couldn't make a, you know, you couldn't get in touch with Roger Corman and make a fantastic <laughs> four movie for a million bucks these <laughs> yeah, days. That's <laughs> right. A million five these days is probably, you know, very much a low budget film. Yeah. And they get fantastic mileage out of the location, and the yep. location is absolutely fantastic. They get great. Work from the the special effects and the costuming of the killers. I think mm-hmm. they look great, and you know they get solid performances. I mean, it's not really an actor's piece because it's pretty short, short and lean. But um, I thought the 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 main girl, Ali Dodds, Dodds, was was pretty good. Yep, she uh, was very good, and for the most part, it's really well directed too. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm a three and a half. You know, I had I put it above some other Australian films that I've really liked recently, like The Loved Ones, Charlie's Farm, yeah. um, Boar. You know, they were all good, reasonable Australian films. Yeah. They probably all had bigger budgets than this one. Yeah. But this is a better movie. Yeah, I, like I would probably agree with you. I'm a big fan of The Loved Ones. Yeah. But that's not anything against this movie because it's, uh, uh, it's just, you know, subjective, obviously. But, yeah, I was a very big fan of this. Yeah. Um, especially, as I said, you know, you, you're not really sure what you're getting yourself into sometimes with indie films like this. So when we got the opportunity to watch it, obviously we were like, yeah, for sure, let's give it a go. Yeah. But I wasn't expecting, um, I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. So yeah. I, you know, this is something I could imagine going back to numerous times and going, you know, yeah, adding it to the sort of Halloween playlists and that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. So I'm a three and a half as well. The likes, mate. I think the location in Baiwong, it was, there was something different about it. Even though it was kind of like in sort of what you'd say would be the woods, mm. the eucalyptus trees Classic and Australian the there, it had a real Aussie feel yep. um, about where it was. Yep. I just felt that the, the, 
the mining part of it, like the whole mining town side of things, was another nicer addition. Yeah, you've obviously got the bush, which works quite well for, for some of that stalk and slash stuff. And as you said, the mining town gives it a gives it a nice, creepy little vibe, obviously a bit of a, you know, um, some, some nods to some backwoods type slashes in mm. there with that setting. Even when they, you know, when... Um, there's parts where they kind of hit the fringes of, of where they are and there's this just sort of desolate landscape. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it all looks all looks really good. In and fact, the mining town possibly little... could have been used, dare I say it, mined a little bit further <laughs> for uh, for some more scares even. You're mm. in the actual tunnels possibly. You know possibly, what I mean? Yeah. Because the, the darkness and the, you know, unable to... It's harder to escape yeah. if you've only got one way in and out. Possibly could be a budget thing there. Yeah, but. and I think it probably was. But And I'm not knocking the fact they didn't do that. No. Also nice to see what we think was a couple of local landscapes in there. Yes. Sort of some areas around where we've grown up. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was something in Belconnen. Belconnen, yeah. yeah, it looked like it. Yeah, we're not 100% sure. It was hard to tell because obviously it was dark yeah. behind where they were. Yep. But we're pretty sure it was there. Looked around the Belco Library there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So nice. That's a nice little touch. Yep. Special effects. Outstanding. Mm. Like outstanding. Like yep. th- that's as good as you'll get. Yeah. Uh, I any, think so. any, even if you had a you know thirty million dollar budgeted slasher, that sort of stuff is top notch. Mm. Uh, and you know the information that we were given when we were asked to review this film, um, his the, the the special effects man's credits were quite. Quite extensive. Extensive and, you know, high-quality stuff. I actually read an article on ABC about about making the making the movie and he was sort of talking about how it's a dying, bit of a dying art, the, the prosthetics. Mm. But, I mean, obviously that's probably playing into costs and things like that, but, I mean, geez, if you've got a $1.5 million budget and you get this sort of work out of the prosthetics, I mean, far out. It's it's worth investing in, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. If you've got the cash to go that route, like, it looks awesome. It's kind awesome. of sad to think it's a dying art, isn't it? Yeah. Because nothing about last watching the film and looking at those effects had me going, oh, look, it'd be better if you just... Jazzed it up. Yeah, like I could do of, with a, I could do with a bit of you know CGI blood spatter yeah, and all that sort of. No, nothing about it. In fact, there's a rawness yeah. to it that I and a, almost a realness to it. Yeah, that that I think gives it a real um, bit of punch. Mm. And yeah, it's no surprise that those early Friday the Thirteenth and that were successful based around that that type of work. Mm. But the work here is just it's superb. Yeah. It's top, top class. And when you're going that, I guess, by choice, when you're choosing to go the prosthetics, because back in, you know, those Friday the 13th, the Tom Savini days, it wasn't really a choice. You had yeah. to do the prosthetics. Yeah, that's all I had. And now it's like a choice. So if you're going that by choice, you want to end up with a result like this, I guess. Yeah. The whole thing for that budget, it just looks really, really good. Apart from the effects, it's well shot. As I said before, the acting is reasonably solid. Costumes, like the killers, all look m- enough different, you know, to give you so you could sort of pick each one. You knew who was who. Yeah. And those costumes are good. Like mm. the guy who looks a bit leatherfacey. Yeah. His costume was excellent. Yep. And so those sort of things, it just adds a, a, a an extra sheen to it. Mm. You now you put in your money into something that. Is it pays off in yeah. spades? Yep. Yeah, they would have budgeted well, and it would have been a pretty quick shoot. You'd think. 
and and they had a location they didn't have to pay for. You know, you don't have to go and hire something. You just get out in the woods and there you go. So I think it all worked out and it, it just everything about that stuff was really, really well done. I felt the one thing that I really liked about the film was you're never quite sure what was actually happening. No. I mean, from the outset, they have the little little kind of opening where you're immediately like, oh, okay, so we've got a bit of a horror trope here, and then you're just going to flip it on its head. Yeah. And you're thinking, what, you know, what's, what's going on? Hmm. And for about probably half an hour, you're going through the ins and outs. I mean, we... we you spitballed a couple of ideas of what was going on and you pretty much nailed yeah nailed it you know after one particular scene but even when you find out the situation that they're in it allows them to throw up these little kind of misdirections and these little things that you're not expecting yeah quite consistently and um, at no point until the final probably 10 minutes did they lay all the cards on the table yeah the, the, the whole reasoning behind what was going on was not fully explained until right at the right near the end. Mm. Uh, and and even then, that was pretty slim. It was more yeah. focused on the characters that were involved yeah. in it at the time. And so that's a that's gold for yeah. an eighty minute film where you can keep the audience guessing for the majority of that time. Yeah, and nobody's sitting in their seat going, "Oh God," you know. Yeah, expected what, that coming because I certainly didn't see several things coming. No, yeah. Well, even when you even when you have a full understanding of what's happening, you still got these little little curveballs that are thrown at you in how the particular characters handle the situation. And as you said, there was moments all throughout where you're just like, "Shit, <laughs> wasn't expecting that." Yeah, so, and that's that's good because you you know in this sort of genre, we've seen just about everything that, that can be, you know, thrown at you. So you, you, you're conditioned to kind of just pick, oh, yeah, this is what's going to happen, and that's part of the fun of it. This is where it's going to go. This is who it's going to be or whatever, and it's just... I never really was able to pick this, the situations that were going to unfold there, really. And I'm going to be upfront and honest. As you say, the slasher movie is known in its bread and butter form. Mm. It's given you exactly what you expect. Yeah. Exactly what you expect. And we're, we're slasher fans because of that. Mm. So... Like you coming into this, I wasn't expecting anything more than the basic synopsis kind of indicated. Yeah. That they were out in the woods, a group of girls running from a group of mad killers. Yeah. You get you get what you get. And you still get some of that. Yeah. Like you still get what you expect, but then you get the twists on it too. Yeah. That and that's the surprises that I like. There's yeah. the take give me what I want. But also twisted a little bit. Yeah, it's kind um, of the, it's kind of exactly. You can't ask for much more than that, really. Yeah, so I think they did a fantastic job to do that and keep it all under wraps, basically. Yeah, and never give you the actual sense that yeah, halfway through we know exactly what's happening. Yep, and and we will roll with it. Yeah, I just felt that they twisted it regularly. Not great, like they weren't big twists. Yeah, but they were just enough to put you off, put you on edge a little bit. Yep, the opening credit font. Looks, Looks exactly like Halloween. Halloween. Love it. And I just, that's a really nice little touch. Yep. And again, something that's probably, that once again, says to me that the filmmakers are slasher movie fans and, mm. and, and fans of the genre. Yeah. And that's important when you make these sorts of films. Yeah. You've got to be somebody who knows 
what this stuff is. Not somebody who's brought in as a, like a, a pinch hitter to direct a, a slasher movie. You know, I don't really care for them, but I'll make them. Yeah, you can sort of see the difference when it's someone that's obviously invested in it. Yeah, and I think that that, that was just a nice little touch. Light touch building though. on that, obviously um, the writer-director, Tony Tony did. The Aquino, yep. By the fact that he clearly knows the tropes and he mm. knows what's going on in these movies, obviously that allowed him to twist them a little because, mm. you know, he'd be sitting there thinking, you know, this is what they're going to expect, this is where I'm going to twist it. Yeah. Happens with the happens with the girls, happens with the killers. Yeah. But also it allows him to work with kind of the... Um, it allows him to get his little messages across about, you know, whatever societal messages he's, he's putting out there. Obviously, in you know, the sort of interview... Um, material that we had access to he talked about how horror movies are reactionary to what's going on in society and that's yeah. you know this one's no different so his knowledge of the genre allowed him to put out there his little message which was which was fun too it was all about you know the girls that are uh, being put upon by the group of men and how the girls deal with each other is just yeah. as important as how they're you know working against what they've been put into and that that wasn't uh, it wasn't it wasn't overdone. banging you over the head either no it wasn't overdone but it was there and it was he got it into the film in a nice simplified way yeah that you know it didn't kind of take away from the fun or entertainment of the film no and it added that extra layer yeah that just helped you again there's a little bit of subtext there's a little bit of twists and turns like, yeah he knows the formula quite clearly uh, but it allows him to play with it in his own little, his own way. Yeah. And get what he wanted out of it, which was good. He did. There was a couple of really cool shots. Mm. One in particular that I thought was was fantastic, where it's kind of like a when we first get the main girl in the the woods, and then they kind of pull back yeah. and show you that. There is nowhere to go. Yeah, yeah. It looked like it might have started with a drone or yeah. something like that and then gone and into some... Visually, done some visuals to it. Yeah. But it's another one of those classic things, you know, it comes back to something like Jaws, you know, where Spielberg was saying, I need to be able to see the water. You set up the environment, Tw- yeah. Yeah, 360-degree water, yep. so you know that you cannot just go home. You yep. can't just go home. And this perfect way to set it up. Mm. There is nowhere to run. There is nowhere to, to go for help. Yep. You, you're out there on your own. So... A really, really nice shot and a really nice touch. Again, just setting up the basics of where we are and the fact that we're in we're in trouble. Mm. I, lo- I really did like that. There was another thing that I that was sort of brought up that again subtext wise that I kind of liked as well. It was only briefly touched on, but it kind of played out through the film. But it's where they talk about almost like uh, natural selection. Yeah, the slowest person. Yeah, yeah, they they um, they sort of parallel it with pig shooting, yeah, and things like that. And, you know, I was I was a big fan of that. I, I like that thought, a lot. Yeah, that towards the back end, that becomes equally as important as you know what's going on outside the group. Yeah, you know what the dynamics within the group become just as kind of um, compelling and and. Yeah. I mean, yeah, surprising. I, we were talking about what we would do, and I was telling you that I would push you over. Yeah, no, I, told, I thought <laughs> I said you, you'd have to push me over first because I'd be thinking the same thing, and I'd be, you know, if if a killer jumped up on me, I'd be saying he's over there, and then I'd run the other way. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. As I said, mate, I would be as soon as I realised where I was, deep stretching because <laughs> when I start to break into stride, you know, you're going to have to keep up with me. Oh dear. Yeah. And I'll stretch, mate. I'll get going. Yeah, but as I said. 
said, you know, it's short burst fitness, and I've got you over a hundred. So yeah, if we, if we have to go one to two, so you only need to get ahead yeah. by ten meters, yeah. and I'm cactus. If we go one to two hundred. I've got you by ten or fifteen meters. <laughs> You're stuffed. That axe is coming into your back, not mine. And then, you know, once I cover that 100, I can sag. Do you sag back pace, a little bit? Yeah, my pace well, can I'd drop. I'd be uh, butchered. Yeah, yeah. My pace can drop a little bit. Right, so, right. Yeah. Yeah, no, fair enough. Over the 100. Look, but if it, but if it's a few Ks... But if you're hiding in a tree... <laughs> you're pushing... Check under the log on the ground and then I'm running away. <laughs> yeah, true. I've, I've got probably... my strategies here. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a mongrel. I'm, 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 I'm the kind of guy yeah. that you don't want to be around because I'm pointing blokes out. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pushing blokes over. I'm, you know, it's, it's not good. Yeah, you're like, it's like future armour for you. Every man for himself. And then you fall over and help me, Luna. That's me, I think. Yeah, I think that's it. There was a couple of very gory moments. Very. Very. Gory moments, yeah. One or two that came out and <laughs> came out of nowhere. Like I was just like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> yeah. you know, like it just it just kind of shocked me a little bit. It was a bit of a surprise, yeah. Um, and you know, it it relates back to the whole finale type of ideas and everything. But some of them were very gory. One in particular was quite brutal, yeah. Um, and it was because it was. It was close, like it stayed on the person mm. while it was happening, which I always find much more difficult to watch. It can be a comparison to chopping someone's head clean off. Yeah, yeah. Those ones where they kind of focus on the person. Yes. Yeah. Are much more sort of brutal. Yeah, and I like. I felt this. It was a pretty good mix. I didn't feel like it was overdone. I didn't no. feel like it, it's not one of those movies where you watch it and think, "Oh, they've gores basically all they've got to offer." Yeah, it definitely wasn't that. But as you said, like it was, it was just consistently keeping you on your toes and just, you know, it managed to spring a bunch of surprising moments on you. Hmm. Um, and that was part of it, I think. Yeah. And um, look, that particularly brutal one is the first one. Mm. So it's kind of like getting you. Giving you the understanding of the. This is where we're at. Yeah, <laughs> this is how 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 nasty these bikes can be, and then it backs off to a bit more normal. Yeah. Um, in terms of the kills, but yeah, I think gore-wise, you know, if you're a if you're a, a gore fan, if you're a bit of a gore fan, you certainly won't be disappointed here. Mm. There was a couple of twists at the end, uh, one in particular, and again, I can't. I don't want to go into it. We don't want to go it. too much into it. Yeah. Um, that again, I just didn't see coming. Like right at the end, there was one in particular that yeah. I, I really, really liked. Mm. Um, and again, it just sort of tweaked. You kind of should have seen it coming because we kind of knew the setup by then. Yeah. But again, the film sort of tr- goes somewhere else for a brief period and you kind of forget about it. Yeah. And I, I, I like that stuff. Yeah, it was all. Um, oh, that was the that was one of the best things about it. So it was 80, 80 odd minutes. It was a very quick runtime, but you never really got a handle on on where everything was going to go. Mm. Like the matter, the matter, the predictions that we made, there was always something about it that that kind of went veered off in a different direction. You know? And it kind of almost ended on a sequel note. Yeah. And I was interested. I'm interested to know where you would take that. Yeah, absolutely. 
which which was another really cool part of it is that it, it hadn't explained the whole box and dice. So yeah, it had left you with enough information, but not enough to know the full details outside of where that that location was. Yeah, there's still a lot that could be explored. I guess. Yeah. So from that perspective, I was kind of like. I'd be very happy to see a sequel. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's pretty much it for me, likes-wise. Yeah, um, I think you've covered it there pretty well. Staying pretty broad. Look, I didn't have a lot of dislikes. No. There were a couple of things that didn't didn't work. A little bit of the editing when the cha- the killers were chasing characters a couple of times was a bit choppy. You know, it was chopped up pretty fast and the camera was a little shaky to perhaps give you that sense of, you know, frenetic, you know, trying to get away mm. type of thing. That, it wasn't bad. It was minor. Yeah. But it, it kind of didn't go against, but it kind of felt different to the rest of the film, which was shot really clean. Yeah. And really, um, you know, everything was stable. Yeah, yep. Uh, so, yeah, that look, that was a minor quibble for me. Yep, um, it wasn't. It wasn't anything that was going to be ruin the experience for me. It does hit a bit of a sag. Yeah, I guess it's a product of that you 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 get into it at such a cracking pace. Yeah, like you get a little bit little bit of a you know work setting up the girls that are involved, and then it's it's at such a cracking pace that when you take the foot off the gas for a minute, it kind of it's kind of a jolt. Yeah. When they they sort of, there's a a section, you know, you hit the mining town and this kind of necessary work between a couple of the characters to build up what comes afterwards just kind of feels a bit slow because the rest of of it was just, you know, breakneck speed to start with. The first 30 minutes is at such a pace that it's probably not really that slow if you actually look back on it because you're only looking at it's an 80-minute film. Yeah. But in the context of what had come before, that period in the mining town or the start of the mining town stuff was just a little slow. Yeah. They kind of introduced another character and it kind of just took almost some explanation time. Yeah, yeah. That was necessary, as you say. Yeah. But didn't. It slowed everything down. In fact, I think we didn't see a killer in that period. So not for a little bit. Yeah, it comes into it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it slows it down for. I don't know. It felt like about ten minutes, but as you said, the pace of the movie it was probably only about five minutes, maybe yeah. not even. But there, yeah, that was a little bit of a slow point. There's one particular character that I just, I just couldn't quite get my head around what what they were trying to do mm. with them. They kind of had a childlike quality that I'm not really sure what that was and why it was there, considering the rest of the characters seemed as you would expect, whereas this person felt a little bit sort of off, out of it. Yeah. It, it felt, so it felt like a weird choice, I guess. Yeah, it's, I just... you, I guess watching it, it felt like there, there could have been... A different way to handle the character, yet still get the same, yeah, kind of the same uh, moments out of them that you do sort of throughout the rest of the film. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was a little bit the, the childlike stuff seemed a bit. It stuck out a bit. Yeah, um, and as you said, I, I didn't quite get the reasoning for why you would go that path anyway. Um, I could understand sort of perhaps quiet, shy. 
doesn't talk a lot, as opposed to what they went with. Yeah, even that, I'm not sure that. Because they went, they went sort a, of something different. There's a mental. There's a. There's a. There's a something around the kind of mental stability of the person that, that needed yeah. to be there. Yeah, of course. Um, which quiet and shy doesn't necessarily mean someone's no. mentally unstable. Perhaps there was a better way to do it because I just felt every time that character spoke, I kind of felt like it doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem right. Like yeah. They seemed like they came from another movie, you know. They came in and it was kind of like, what the hell's going on here for a few minutes? And we had to get acclimated to that person. Mm. And it just it just didn't feel like it fit. It has payoff and maybe there's more to it. Let's say if there was a, a further film, maybe it has more to it. But it just felt weirdly, weirdly included. Mm. And maybe yeah. that's just me. It was, it was quite jarring. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It was, yeah. It's, it it was like, as you said, it was like the, they, there was a child along for the ride, and I'm not sure. Maybe there was something. You know, we are a pair of idiots, so maybe there was some subtext. There oh, that we're course, yeah. so. Look, I'm not known for my brains, <laughs> so I'm not going to believe that I would <laughs> possibly have worked out what the go was. But it just for me, it just didn't feel right. Or it just didn't feel like it, it, it belonged in the film. It's fine to have characters with, you know... Yeah, different... Different mental capacities and yeah. whatever, you know, different abilities and whatnot. But as you said, it just felt like we, we never really grasped what the purpose of, the, of that was for this character. Yeah. Like, we under, I understood it in terms of how it, made a, how it made her interact with the other characters. Yes, but I, was, I thought if that's the reason why it's there, I felt like there was other ways to handle it rather mm. than being sort of mentally slow. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, that's, you know. Again, it was... Again, it never, it it never really ruined, it never ruined, ruined the experience. It no. never... It wasn't a key thing that knocked a lot of points off for me. No. There's one more dislike for me. There's something that happens at the end that I just didn't feel was necessary. That's my personal opinion, and unfortunately, obviously, we can't spoil it. But it just it it involves the the the, the main character, and it just it's only in it for a, about a minute at the end. But I just remember looking at it and thinking, well, what what was it? There was no point of that. Yeah. And again, maybe I think I know that's what you're talking about. Maybe that's going into some future stuff. Maybe mm. that's. There is maybe there's an idea yeah. for a second film, kind and this builds into it more lingering effects of the experience yeah. and whatnot. Um, um, and and you know, I'd be very happy with that if that's the way it played out. You know, if it did have some some, it was necessary to build into something else. Yeah, but it to me it just sort of uh, wasn't really that necessary. Yeah, it didn't quite land. Yeah, didn't quite land. I guess because well, um, it was so close to the end, it was kind of like yeah, there was yeah. no real point. In putting it there, unless there's something more to it, and of yeah. course that was the end of the film. I, I didn't love it so much, um, but as you said, it was only it was only there for a, a very brief stretch at the end. So I kind of moved on. I Copped guess. It. <laughs> Copped it. Yep. Any other dislikes for you? No, it was pretty limited. It was mainly around the similar similar things that you had there that we talked about. So. Yeah. Well, that is The Furies from 2019. As I said before, it is being released in cinemas nationally from November the 7th. It is also 
has some premiere screenings at Monsterfest in Sydney, Canberra, Brisbane, Perth and Adelaide on October the 31st. Definitely get out and check it out. If you're a fan of horror films in general, if you're a fan of Australian cinema, and being Australians, we need to support this type of stuff coming out of our industry with regards to horror, and this is definitely worth it. Mm -hmm. Definitely worth a viewing. You can find us on iTunes, Podomatic, and Spotify. Email address for us is thrillme at iinet.net.au. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia and at Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. We're also on Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. And uh, make sure you rate and review us so we can um, spread the word about us. Our next episode, after cutting Jared's legs out from under him <laughs> with Ghost in the Machine, I've, uh, we've decided to go to Darkman from 1990. But until then, take it easy and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.